Welcome, and thanks for joining us today for a discussion on how small steps create big results. To start, I want to reference a short article from Jeff Olson's book, The Slight Edge, Turning Simple Disciplines into Massive Success. It was shared with me by Keith Cunningham, a mentor of mine, that I believe summarizes perfectly the topic of today. One of the most beneficial skills you can learn in life is how to consistently put yourself in a good position. The person who finds themselves in a strong position can take advantage of circumstances while others are forced into a series of poor choices. Strong positions are not an accident and weak positions aren't bad luck. Telling someone they need to put themselves in a strong position is useless. Everyone knows they need a strong foundation to build a house that can weather a storm. Or a wolf. Thank you, three little pigs. But not everybody knows how we can create that foundation. Well, the answer is as simple as it is frustrating. The position you find yourself in today is the accumulation of the small choices that you've been making for years. If that's the case, why doesn't everyone make choices that will put them in a good position in the future? Well, the ordinary choices that guarantee a strong future go unnoticed. There is no pat on the back for doing the right thing, just as there's no slap on the wrist for doing the wrong thing. It's like me eating a chocolate bar right now won't make me healthy, just as not eating it won't make me healthy. So saving money today won't make you rich, just as not saving it won't make you poor. Or reading a chapter of a great book today won't solve your problems, just as not reading it won't make them worse. Not doing the obvious thing you should do, you know, the thing that positions you for the future success, rarely hurts you right away. So the small choices we make on a daily basis either work for us or against us. You know, one choice puts time on your side. The other ensures it's working against you. Time amplifies what you feed it. And on the first day, when we start, the difference between the choices that help us and the choices that hurt us isn't even noticeable. But as the days turn to weeks and weeks into years and years into decades, then the small choices create massively different results. Whenever this idea is brought up, people are always quick to interject, but I do these things. I don't get the results. And it's true. Most of us make the right choices most of the time. But most of the time isn't the same as all of the time. For your choices to compound, you really need to be consistent. Intensity will only carry you in the short term. But if you want compounding results, you need consistency. And in the absence of immediate rewards, we can't keep up with intensity for a while, but most of us become intermittent. And that lack of consistency keeps ordinary people from extraordinary results. It's like Cyphus, who's rolling a boulder halfway up the hill, only to throw hands into the air and go home. When we show up the next day, we see the boulder at the bottom of the hill. Not only did this undermine our progress, 
but it makes getting started even harder. Excelling at the small choices that compound over time perpetually leaves us in a favorable circumstance. So no matter what happens in the world, you're never in a position where you are forced into a bad decision. If you want results, you need to be willing to pay the price. The price is both easier than you imagine and harder than you think. The price is consistently doing the small choices that put you on the path to success for years. The price is knowing that time is working on your side, even when the results don't show it. Yet when you look below the surface, giant leaps aren't really giant leaps at all. They're a series of ordinary choices like the ducks paddling away that suddenly become noticeable. And if you look for the magic moment, you're gonna miss how ordinary becomes extraordinary or how I like to say it, how common is transformed into uncommon. So this story is really proven to me to be true in my life. I found that what we do consistently in private will determine what you are rewarded for or seen as in public. Bob and I are gonna ask two questions today. Why do we not do the obvious thing we know we should do? And two, how can we create routines that drive results? So remember, the content we're going to discuss and we're going to share today from our personal experience and opinion, and it's provided for your information and education purposes only. It's not intended as a substitute for medical, psychological, or any other professional advice. So just remember to check with your doctor or your healthcare professionals before you make any changes to your routines. Good morning, Bob. Hey, buddy. Good morning. How are you doing today? And what do you think about the truth about that small steps really create uncommon results? Well, I love that. Um, I love that comment. Here, I've got, a, I've got a small step for you, okay, buddy? Yeah. Um, everybody's a unique individual. So what we can eat in a day depends on who we are, how much activity we have, et cetera. Um, if, you, if we overeat um, 100 calories a day, so for me, my, my diet, uh, my calorie caloric intake is between uh, 2,200 and 3,500 per day, depending on my activity level, right? But if I overeat 100 calories per day, um, that's 36,000 calories per year. This is is a small step, 100 calories. Like a bag of chips is 156, uh, normally about 150 calories, right? Coke's about 150 calories. So we can very easily over-snack eat that extra portion of carbs, right? To get that 100 calories a day, that little 100 calories a day. Oh, it's only 100 calories today. And the 100 calories tomorrow, just a little step, right? 36,000 calories a year. Guess how many pounds that is? Please tell me. I don't know the math. 10.4, my friend. Wow. At the end of the year. 10.4 pounds. That's right. 10.4 pounds a year. Of extra, just that little hundred calories, little small steps make a difference. You multiply that by five years, and then we step on the scale, and we look at that's like. Remember, I used to weigh one hundred and seventy-three. Oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> well, you know, I've been talking to literally hundreds of people every week here, and the most common thing that they're saying is exactly what you just shared, Bob. Is that they just don't know why they are where they are. And it really is those little choices of 
am I going to have that, say it's a carbonated beverage, I'm going to have that Coke, as you said, at 150 calories, or am I going to have a soda stream that's carbonated water with some lime or a little bit of other uh, fruit juice flavoring in it? That's a huge difference at 10 pounds a year. And and people rationalize it up. I said, hey, I went for my walk today, right? And they did. They went for their two-block walk, and they come back, and they said, I can have my Coke. But unfortunately, the two block walk only burned 15 calories yeah. <laughs> or 25 or something like that. Right. So it's not equal. It's not equal at the end of the day sometimes. Well, so we said we we're going to ask these two questions. I really want to kind of direct us because I know with our conversations that we love to go deep. Why do we not do the obvious things, Bob, that we know we should do? And you've seen me wear my shirt. It should, could, would, did. Right. And that whole shirt is on the theme is that we're, we all know every person I've talked to this week has said, I know what to do, but they don't do it. That's right. And why don't we, is that your question? Yeah. Because we're not, we, uh, we become um, desensitized to the routines in our life. We just do them because we're on autopilot. Most people just brush their teeth. They don't intentionally brush each tooth. We just brush our teeth, yeah. right? Most people don't um, um, intentionally drink water. They just drink whenever they want during the day. They don't intentionally make sure they're drinking water every hour. So really most of our lives, like if you took a look at the things we do during the day, you know, we get in a car, we drive somewhere, we get up, you know, all the things we do during the day, that's between 50 and 70%, just the normal actions we do a day day after day after day takes up about 75 percent 50 to 75 percent of our days of our time and we just are on autopilot for the for that time and then we try to squeak in the rest of the time we try to squeak in this stuff that's not on autopilot and um, that's not a recipe for success no i would uh, agree with you 100 percent. i know you've seen me go through a lot of changes in our relationship of um, you know 30 plus years how um, I would say it is that are consistently, you know, I said it earlier, actually, when I was, when I was speaking at the beginning is that what we do consistently in the privacy of our home or wherever we are in life, where we don't think people are watching mm-hmm. that's at the end, what dictates the result and what people will praise you for or other in the result of it because we get that praise publicly or not the praise that we want because of our actions that we're doing privately. So if mm-hmm. we're doing that 10 plus pounds a year of growth because of our hundred calories a day habit routine that we've put in uh, without managing in a balanced way, our exercise, our nutrition, our medicines, whatever it would be, that consistency is what's delivering that result. Yep. And I think that, Unfortunately, another phrase that I love, and that's the definition of insanity, all these habits that you just described that we do every single day. And then I have people go to me. I just don't know why I do not understand why things aren't different. And when I ask the question of, have you made any changes in your routines? The answer invariably is no. And therein lies the definition of insanity, right, Bob? Yeah. Doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Right on. And so, what I found, what I found, my friend, is uh, 
we we were not aware because we're on autopilot we're not necessarily aware of all the stuff that we're doing in the day we're not thus we're not intentional yeah so i like to think of i like to think of the major blocks of our life as being these systems that we create for ourselves yeah. just think of take take a look at that the system that powers um, diabetics right the system of eating most people just eat they buy they, they shop and then they eat there's no intentional planning about it so as an example i've got a big event coming over to my house this weekend i'm going to costco tonight right so do i just go to costco no that's that would be habit that would be uh running on autopilot i gotta go buy stuff for costco i got a big event this weekend so it's um, Friday. So basically it's supper for me, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, breakfast, the same days, lunch, the same days, actually all through Monday. Cause we have Monday off as the holiday too. Right. So there's, there's a mat. That's 12, 12 to 14 meals that I have to plan out. Yeah. So I can just go to Costco on autopilot and start picking up stuff, or I could build my menu before I go. Right. So, so that's, that's part of my system, my friend, is to build the menu before I go. So another I've word for menu. menu really is a plan, right? If it's you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So right. uh, going in, if you want to come out of Costco uh, uh, with a full cart of stuff that's actually going to be beneficial and actually achieve the menu plan you've laid out, you have to think about it ahead of time. And that's something you're an expert at. So continue on that. I think that's a really important point is that chance favors the prepared mind. I repeat this all the time. About how important yeah. it is to plan. But it's not, a, it's based on this system of eating. It's based on this system of eating. And it all starts with understanding my, uh, what the carbs that I want to eat, right? The, the proteins that I want to eat, the green vegetables that I want to eat. That's good for my particular body based on the caloric intake per day. So right. that's, that's an awareness. There's some studying that's gone on there. There's some investigation. There's a lot of research has gone on to that. That's part of the system is to research what makes you go good, what gives you energy versus what takes away from your energy. So you got that system in place. And then what's your shopping system like? What And then what's your uh, cooking system like too? It's all part of that big eating system. We call it pillar two, of course, right? Yes, that's It's right. your fuel. So it's our, and that's what we do. That's what we do in our courses. Is we actually build the system for your pillar two. But that's, that's um, it's so important for people, A, to be aware and then build the plan in so they can, they can create a system that really works for themselves. So if they want to lose weight, they're actually minusing 100 calories a day. Because if you minus 100 calories a day, you're looking at losing 10 to 11 pounds a year. And, right. over, and that is such a healthy thing to do if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 pounds overweight. You don't do it all in one uh, no. lump. Just build the system where you're losing 100 calories a day and all, you're looking better, you're feeling better, you start exercising, you build your exercise system around that and you're off to the races. I really uh, like the way you said that because, you know, language is important, right? And we say we want to become healthy. Well, the answer is right within the statement of become healthy means that you have to be healthy. The routines that we're going to create, right, and what we teach specifically in our programs are all around, yes, diabetes, but how this applies to all humans. The fact is, is that these little micro small changes, and I already mentioned one just with the pop, right? People don't understand that a Coke Zero, and I'm not a 
against anyone having a pop, but I'll tell you, it shouldn't be allowed to be sold because Coca-Cola <laughs> actually harms your ability for your body to process carbohydrates effectively and actually is an anti thing to losing weight. Almost 90 plus percent of the people that I've talked to that are excessively overweight, 50 pounds or more, are Drink. drinking literally liters of uh, uh, pop, whatever their flavor may be, a week and it's or per day, I mean. And this is just the easiest little hack that can be done in a routine where I really like the fizz, I really like the energy they'll give me. Well, guess what? If we focus on just learning, I don't have to even change the routine. I just change what I put in my hand at that mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. You will change the outcome of that 10 pounds we just talked about in that one small change. Yeah. And there's a ripple effect that goes through that because now instead of it being uh, a high sugar, uh, simple carb drink, it's now a high nutrient carbonated drink with water and nutrients and micronutrients are going to actually fuel the cells and help them do the job of balancing and creating the health that we want. So that whole point is we just need to be it. And by creating these routines, which we do in foundations, right? We walk with our people through what is the result you want? How do we do it in a sustainable manner? Then why do we want to do this? I.e., And then we get into these routines. And that's what we're talking about today is first question to wrap up. I think we need to answer it now. Why do we not? So what's the main thing? Why do we not when we know we should be doing something? And that's going to lead us right into the next question, right? So, Bob, what's the final say on why we do not do the obvious things we should do for our routines? Well, I'd say there's a we all break it down, break it down all your habits during the day, break it down into two different separate issues. One is motion and one is action. So if, if you're talking about motion, you're talking about planning, strategizing and learning. So as an example, a person would say, hey, geez, you know, I'm thinking about getting fit. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take some make some motion on this. And so I'm going to phone up the fitness center. I'm going to walk by. I'm going to check it out, check out the prices and stuff, which is all good. That's all part of the planning, strategizing, action, but or strategizing, planning and learning. The But the most important part of that is the action part, which is actually uh, scheduling it in your calendar and going, you know, the four or three, four or five times a week, but putting it in your calendar, making sure that you show up to the yeah. sessions. Um, and do and that, that's critical, Bob, what you just said, mm -hmm. the showing up at whatever you do, show up. Mm -hmm. That's 90% of the journey because mm -hmm. a bad workout, if you're judgmental and flogging yourself that you didn't do what you wanted to do mm -hmm. is still 100% better than no workout. Right. Activity. It doesn't right. matter if you're walking 10 kilometers and you or and your goal was 10 and you turn around at one. The point is we moved one and we need to learn that whole uh, process that it is the small steps that we build the resilience to work through the resistance. And then we end up with the the result of more endurance, more energy, more strength. And so on it goes. Right. Let me give you one more. Let me give one more example because we don't. We talk about we talk about this as being so important, bud, and that's sleep, right? We know that to have energy the next day we need to sleep. But I meet meet so many diabetics who talk about I'm a night owl, or because I I, I can't get to sleep before twelve o'clock. But we know we need that extra hour, that extra two hours, and so part of the motion part is to say, yeah, I'm a night owl. That's a that's our mindset, right? That's you're planning to stay up late. 
when you say you're a night owl. You're strategizing to stay awake when you think or say you're a night owl. And you're learning that you're a night owl when you say you're a night owl. But you know you need that extra hour of sleep. So taking action is actually rethinking that whole strategizing process and saying, you know, I'm going to go to bed. And what time is the best time? If I'm going to get my eight hours or seven hours or whatever, whatever your body needs, right, for you to be optimized, they say if it's 1030, it's 1030. And then all of a sudden you have a whole new set of challenges. How do you get to sleep at 1030 versus 1230, right? Which you're yeah. normally used to doing. So it's, uh, it's about the little things that you do, but it starts with taking action. Right on. And, I, and just how do we do that? So I really want to just end my view on why we don't do what we do. And I believe that it involves all the four pillars, but the most critical one is the beliefs that we have and the relationship we have with our food or with our sleep or with our exercise. Mm -hmm. And that, and ourself, by the way, that's the very first where they all stem from. But we have these beliefs that whatever we're doing has more value than the other choice. Mm -hmm. That's why we do it. But more importantly than that, there's emotions. So our beliefs and our meanings, our intentions, they drive our emotion. That's what actually creates the motion and the action that you were so uh, 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 greatly explaining to our viewers today. But remember, consider it. Be curious about what you're feeling at a specific moment that you choose to grab the pop or that you choose to go work out or that you choose to go to bed or stay and watch another episode of that binge that we're on with Netflix, whatever it would be. Yeah. And you'll be shocked. I think I was because I came to awareness that my emotions really drive my motion and the action. And when I realized that I was able to shift and it was a little shift, that little shift that said, you know what? I really don't know if I need this. Hit the pause button. It's going to be there tomorrow waiting for you to go play. And I'm going to actually go to bed and then use these routines that you learn through foundations and that to actually get to sleep and how to do these types of things. So I think we killed that one pretty good. I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's an excellent question that we need to consider regularly. Right, right, right. now, I'm rejigging routines because I've plateaued. And that's the journey we're on, right? When we go on our hikes, Bob, we go up a hill. There's resistance, et cetera. We take a pause when we hit the top. Let ourselves acclimatize. Let the breath, let the, 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 the heart rate and everything sort of settle. Then we get to go along this plateau for a bit until we hit the next one that goes up or down, right? But the point is being aware of where we're at in our thinking and our emotions really impacts what we actually do so the second question which i think is a really important one that uh, today is what are the routines sorry let me start again how can we create the routines that drive results yeah that's a that's a brilliant um how do you change what you're doing and create a new routine that actually drives results let me give you an, i've got a story to tell you yeah if you went to japan and you went to a train station in japan and you watch what happened when a train was coming in. You'll notice that the conductor um, uh, will be standing there in front of with all the people there. And as the train comes in, he yells out, signal is green. 
As the train pulls out or into the station, the operator points at the speedometer and calls out the exact speed. When it's time to leave, the operator points out the timetable and states the time. Um, every time the train departs, somebody yells, all clear. Every detail is identified, pointed out, and named. So what happened, um, what they needed to do to increase safety in Japan was to have all the people change their habits and change their routines to increase safety. So deaths, injuries fell 57% as soon as this new system of verbally pointing out something um, happened. It's an interesting study of a human nature. So if you're saying it aloud, something's happening in your mind that um, is really, really important. And your behaviors fall in line with what you say out loud. As an example, if you got into a habit, buddy, if you were leaving the house and saying, I've got my keys, I've got my wallet, I've got my glasses, I've got my phone, I've got my wife, and you left the house, how many times would you forget your glasses? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I didn't say it, I'm going <laughs> to. That's right, that's right. But here, you know what? What you're really talking about is what we talk about a lot as well in our programs is the language we use in our mantras, the things that we say are power, right? That's mm -hmm. what this, this, this science-based process in Japan you just shared with the train is it changed behavior and it started with that thought and then let's speak it into existence. Yeah. yeah. They call it the point and call system in Japan, but really what it is is just changing your routines, verbalizing your routine. And um, it, it, it impacts your mind, it, Im it impacts your behavior, and it becomes a new, a new habit for you, a new routine, a new ritual. You know, it's a really funny little story I've got on that one. And we all know uh, the princess that, um, you know, kissed the frog. But people really don't realize that frogs are amazingly wise. And there's a little humor in this. Because they actually, for thousands of years have been telling us what the key and the answer is to success in our life and creating new routines. Every time you hear the bullfrog, he's going, repeat, repeat, <laughs> repeat, repeat. <laughs> so, you know, it's really amazing, but repetition is the mother of all skill. That's a Tony Robbins saying. And you know what I found amazing about it? Is the science supports it yeah if you get up at the same time every morning when you first start you're hitting the snooze you're smacking on the alarm you're cursing the alarm but guess what happens a week goes by and you're not hitting the snooze twice right you're hitting it once and you're sitting up and going ah two weeks in you're hitting the button before the alarm goes yeah and usually around the two month time frame you don't even need the alarm anymore and it's just simply put repetition so that to me is a really critical piece of wisdom from mr bullfrog that we need to always remember repeat speaking stuff into existence powerful uh powerful but can you imagine, like today I've got a, today I've got a workout scheduled for 1.30, 1.30 to 2.30 at the gym. 
I'll spend, I'll spend about 35 minutes doing my routine today, but I've also got an 8k or a 6k hike, um, that I could do on top of that. Right. So it's like, if I keep that to myself, it's different than if I tell my family members. So I got up this morning and I said, I got to work out today at 1.30 just to let them know what was happening in the morning. And then I said, I've got a 6K hike after that. Yeah. Can I not? See, now I cannot not do the 6K hike. <laughs> I can go to the gym and think, uh, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. I can do it. I can still I can still back out if I want. But what I've done is I've, I've uh, taken a step. I've taken a step to make sure that I do my 6K hike after that. So, and I'll do it. I'll do it because of that. Or I, I shouldn't say I'll do it. I haven't hit it yet. We'll see. But I'm I'm probably 90% to 95, well, 90 to 100% chance that I'll do that hike. Where if I didn't say it, I think my chances are like 50. <laughs> well, should I hey, be embarrassed telling you this truth? I be no, well, here's the truth. You know you've told me now. So ah, guess what the problem dang. is? Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Mr. Accountability here. It's got so, see? Power of proximity, brother. Yeah. And proximity isn't just actual presence. Mm -hmm. Proximity is this. It's the communication. It's having people to do it with. Mm -hmm. For us to be actually involved in something that matters, that creates certainty for us that we know we're not alone that it creates significance that because you doing a workout and then going for a 6k hike i'm there with you i know what that means and that's it takes a good little bit of steam to go and do that right but the mm -hmm. fact is now you said it to your wife you said it to your daughter she's probably even worse than i am at being on the accountable she'll go hey dad what the heck happened today <laughs> so our pride is an important ingredient our significance is an important ingredient to achieving things. Get into proximity. Share it, like you've said, with other people. Be part of a community. Your chance of success statistically goes up, not in a small amount, but in an exponential scale. Yeah. And we can do we can do that in so many ways, just an average day. You're sitting down and you're say, and you just say to your to your spouse or the people in the room or to yourself, I'm going to bed at 11 o'clock tonight. Go to bed at 10.30 tonight. You say it out loud, and now you've made a promise to yourself. You can break the promise, but you're much more likely to accomplish it by saying it out loud. You're sitting down in front of your plate, and you're saying, just having one helping tonight, right? There's 1,500 calories on my plate. You say, I'm having one helping tonight. The whole, the whole family's there. Is that we got to remember that <clears throat> this is a journey. This isn't a destination and one and done. No. You make the decision. And I can honestly tell you, you and I were talking just before we came on uh, live and my routines fluctuate, but I rarely miss working out three to six times a week is what I do. And then there's been seasons where I'm at the three, but there's, I actually can't even think of a, a week that I've gone less than three uh, workouts of some type. Right. But the point is the routines that we create, and what we try to drive ourselves forward on are a journey. Whether I knock it out of the park to work out or I not, I show up. And it's about realizing that the day starts with this sun coming up and it's a brand new start, like a new birth. Mm -hmm. And what happened yesterday cannot impact today, period. Unless you choose 
to turn your head and look backwards and focus. And whenever we go and we're looking backwards, you're definitely going to smack into more obstacles when you're trying to move forward. Right. So my advice is let it go. Yesterday's done. Today's a new day. I commit, I get up, I'm going to follow the pattern, the routine, and I'm going to repeat it. And then allow that time to work for me, the compounding interest effect, a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow. But at the end of the day, it's really important to set the boundaries of what it is. If I'm on a goal uh, to achieve anything, I don't care if it's just losing 20 pounds, what's sustainable? And working with people to set a safe and sustainable plan where there's progress being felt every day because success breeds success. So it's better to have a goal and to adjust our routines to lose a pound a week than to say 10 pounds a week and you feel like a failure when you did two pounds or is it better to set a sustainable plan at one pound and you feel like a hero when you did two? Right. And it doesn't matter if it's a week, a month, three months, right? This is a journey. So the truth about life is everything is up and down all over the place. So it's very important that we have compassion for others that are on the journey, but mostly compassion for ourselves yep. as we go on the journey, because it's, um, yeah, we just want to be happy in our, happy in our journey, happy in our journey. So my encouragement, right, for us when we're talking about this specifically creating routines is just three basic things you got to do. You got to make a plan, as Bob has said. And how do you do that? Just quickly say it, write it. What's the result I want? Two, why do I want it? Because ultimately that why is going to be the key to going through that resistance, the fears, the doubts, the whatever comes up against you to keep moving forward and to do three. And that's the routine that you've set out. Routines can be changed. If you don't like it, you change it, but pick one thing every day to just add on to it. And that might be, you love your routine, but you know what today I'm just going to try to go one block further in my walk, or I'm going to try to just reduce uh, one thing such as one pop a day or whatever it would be in your food. It doesn't need to be a monstrous thing. It's not this big leap. It's being like the duck that's paddling under the water, but moving smoothly and quickly across the pond. And that's that journey that we're on, right? So Bob, your last words on how to create that routine that you think the number one thing that would really help someone start and stick with that routine that's going to drive their desired results. Well, I would say that um, um, find somebody that can help you, uh, support you. Because I know that um, if you have a spouse, if you have a daughter, a son, um, a good friend, uh, try to link whatever you're trying to do with somebody that can actually support you with that. Um, help you, uh, encourage you, because you're going to have down days. You're going to have things with, that aren't working well. Some Somebody that you can meet with or somebody that, that that um, would just inspire you to keep it going. That is gold. That's gold because I couldn't say it any better. It's everything I do in my life is really around the people, the who I want to be involved in my life with and the fact that I want to be around longer to do it with them. And as a diabetic, if you're living with or impacted by diabetes and you're not willing to make 
a change for yourself, then do it for your family. Do it for the who in your life wants you around. Accept my second favorite shirt, challenge accepted. I want to invite you to journey with, with Bob and I and us at the UD team to build your uncommon diabetic foundations of health. Together, we can create your map. And a map means a massive action plan to build the foundations that will improve your energy and health starting now. So our UD Foundations program and community will provide you with a revolutionary and science-based approach towards your diabetic health. We will help you consistently take the small steps that create the big results and lower your A1C. You're going to lose weight, gain strength, and improve your ability to live your ideal form of life. So just click the link below, book a free health strategy session with me. And I really want to thank you for joining us today. Click the subscribe button and the bell so you don't miss any episodes of UDTV. Most importantly, just remember, you are not alone. Together, we can create your success formula to live your uncommon diabetic life. So I look forward to meeting you in your free health strategy session. Until next week, be uncommon.